everybody. Welcome back to the Muscle Intelligence Podcast. I feel like it's been a while. I've been evolving, growing, and experiencing some very new and interesting realities in life, and I'm here to share them with you. And I hope everyone's having an amazing day. I hope that uh, the podcast thus far has been providing value, and I'm so grateful for everyone who continues to reach out and uh, express their gratitude for the podcast. Guys, thank you. It never goes unnoticed, I promise. I'm sure you've noticed over if you've been listening to the podcast long enough, there's certainly been an evolution in the content. There's certainly been an evolution in me. And, you know, this never ending exploration of life is really what um, it looks like for me, right? It's this, this childlike wonderment of what potentially exists in front of us. And I just see the, the body as this incredible metaphor for life. I see it's an incredible vehicle for learning and ultimately this metaphor for life. And you guys have heard me talk in the past about how I think bodybuilding could possibly be life's greatest opportunity to develop character, to develop virtues, to become a virtuous human sounds like a very appealing thing. And that's what I'm here to talk about today. After my last few weeks of introspection and exploration, both internally and externally, um, and I can give you more details on that as we go, but I really want to bring to the attention of the world, of the fitness world in, in particular, or really anyone, um, the potential value that exists in everything you do. But because we're fitness-oriented humans, uh, the value that exists in every physical endeavor that you do, and you guys have heard me talk about this a little bit, but I want to summarize it today. I want to go a little bit deeper on how to use exercise to become the best version of yourself. And that's just not physical. That's mental and maybe even spiritual and maybe even loving um, your loving self. And I think so many of us use fitness as an escape and, you know, like a drug, drug can be, psychedelic drugs can be very useful. They can be very contemplative or they can be an escape. And I think there's people out there certainly using them for both. And exercise seems to draw a parallel to that, doesn't it? And from a perspective of some people want to turn their brain off. Some people want to disconnect. But what if the exercise you're already doing is your greatest daily opportunity to become a better version of yourself in life? We are rewarded in proportion to our contribution. We're rewarded maybe mentally in proportion to our accomplishments. And when we accomplish things of significance, we develop uh, confidence, don't we? We develop a, a self-assuredness and overcome our inadequacies and insecurities and gives us a greater... Hmm, confidence, I guess, in our ability to contribute to the world, to be a greater contributor to humanity, to be a greater contributor to our clients, to our family. But sometimes people um, become introverted, become insecure, uh, feel a sense of inadequacy because it seems like we're seeking this immediate gratification that feels good in the moment, but ultimately is empty. You know, in a social media society, social media driven society, getting instant gratification is very, very easy in a, food, in, a, in a society where food is so readily abundant and available, getting instant gratification is very, very easy. And 
ever having to work for something just for most people is never a part of the reality, is it? It's never part of life. You just want to feel good. And I think fitness has started to draw parallels on that. People want to post their latest selfie or their latest PR on, on social media to see how many likes they can get so they can feel good right now about themselves. They can feel like they've been having some contribution to uh, society. They can feel significant. They can feel popular. They can feel good in the moment. But unfortunately, as we all know, that wanes, doesn't it? That just seems to fall, to fall away. And then guess what? You got to do it again because your significance is based around the number of likes you get or the number of followers you have and or maybe even the number of people willing to pay you for the likes and followers you have, which I think is even deeper negative perpetuating loop. But I'd like to bring to your awareness or your attention, if it's not already in your conscious attention, let's bring it to the front of your consciousness and say, what if the exercise you're already doing, no matter how big, how small, uh, or, or anywhere in between, is your greatest daily opportunity to develop your mind, to develop your character, to develop your discipline, to, to develop virtue. This morning I was training and I was so blessed to train with some incredible people. And, you know, before I even opened my eyes, uh, knowing that I was, I had probably 60 minutes before I was going to get to be able to train with these people. I said, thank you to my body for showing up for me. I said, thank you to my scars. I said, thank you to my pain. Why am I saying thank you to my scars? Well, my scars are battle wounds and my body keeps coming back, doesn't it? My body gets hurt and keeps coming back. My injuries are just an awareness that I need to do something a little bit better, aren't they? So, hey, you know, your knee hurts today. Well, you probably did something a little bit less optimally than you should. So let's explore how to do it better rather than just getting angry with the knee and taking an Advil or whatever ibuprofen you want to take to numb the pain. What if pain, anxiety, discomfort was only a signal for you to start exploring? How can I do that a little bit better? You know, if I put my hand on a stove, I don't get mad at the stove. I don't get mad at the pain. I should say, oh, well, thank you, stove. Thank you, pain. I know not to do that ever again. Stove could be my greatest asset in life, can't it? Like helping me feed myself and my family. Or I could get really mad at it and say, you know, you terrible stove, you're a bad thing, you burnt me. I think that's an interesting perspective on how we kind of look at exercise, isn't it? We People tend to, or, or people look at pain anyways, people tend to look at pain from a perspective of, oh, this is bad and I want to mute it. I want it to go away. I want my discomfort to go away. I want my anxiety to go away. And I, I get it temporarily, right? We want the anxiety to go away. We want the pain to go away. I don't want to live in discomfort and anxiety. But isn't it also worth exploring that those signals that we put meaning on are simply a, a means of letting us know that something needs to be changed in our life. Something needs to be explored. Something needs to be improved. And spending just a little bit of time with it allows you to bring it to the surface and say, hey, gosh, I really don't like this aspect. or I really don't like this situation in my life. Therefore, I should do something to fix it. Yes, it's absolutely reality that not all things are fixable in, in the current moment. I get it. But at very least, we should start exploring it while we're in the discomfort, sitting in the discomfort, and then using that as our guiding light to move us away from discomfort. I get the reality that at some point, maybe you want to mute the, the pain, mute the discomfort, but at least exploring it at first and saying, why is that there? What are you trying to tell me? 
what can I improve? How can I improve and ultimately become a better version of myself? Maybe I could become a better coach. Maybe I could become a better parent because I'm more connected with my, I'm going to say it, I'm going to say the F word, feelings. <laughs> in our society, it seems like we all spend our entire life, and I've, I've lived in this world and I've had people around me, and I've certainly been there myself, who spent the majority of their day doing everything possible to mute their feelings, to mute the, their thoughts, and live completely unconsciously. And I would, I would encourage us all to explore how much we all do that. We're all guilty. If you're listening to this right now, you're doing something. Uh, if you're driving, if you're walking, you're by consuming anything, by definition, we're ultimately muting out our consciousness, right? And, and maybe some pieces of information and some pieces of, of um, social media are ultimately stimulating us to be more conscious, which is the objective. But they're still consuming our consciousness, therefore preventing us from exploring our unconscious and exploring and preventing us from exploring our uh, present moment, right? Our current present moment. So the present moment is how I feel right here, right now in my body and paying attention to the signals my body's giving me so that I can make them better. Ultimately, I'd like to uh, pursue the ability to not place meaning on these emotions not place meaning on these pains, but simply use them as a compass to allow me to more effectively move toward my greatest self, my improved version of myself, my virtuous self, my stronger self, my more uh, a person who's a greater contributor to reality and society and family in our tribe, right? So I've been coaching a lot of coaches lately. I've been coaching a lot of personal trainers and coaches and uh, online coaches. And the number one question we get is, you know, how do I get more clients? How do I get more followers? Answer, become someone worth following. Profound, right? Become someone worth following and, and lead yourself first. So never ask someone to do something you haven't already done yourself times five. That's not five times, but five X. And this is, this is really where I encourage us all to explore this week. You know, moving in, uh, hopefully into a new world uh, and out of this Corona uh, reality, I hope soon, maybe all of us needed this opportunity to slow down. And maybe the, the maybe we manifested this opportunity for us all to slow down, take a break, take a breath. And maybe the earth needed to take a breath and step back and say, hey, everyone, pay attention, pay a little bit closer attention. Coming back around full circle, this exercise piece if you want to improve your body, amazing. If you want to improve your mind, amazing. If you want to improve the way you feel, if you want to improve your emotions, if you want to be happier, what if all of those already exist in the exercise you're doing, in literally everything you're doing, but let's use exercise as an example. The way your brain is framed going into exercise is going to be a big influence on what's what, where it starts to go once you start to train. So, you know, rather than asking your brain to go into a new complex exercise like a squat or a deadlift or, uh, you know, a clean and jerk or whatever, and say, "Hey, brain, I'm now I, while I'm doing this complex thing and I'm having to think about that too." I'm going to say, uh, brain, now I need you to think about these positive emotions, or I need you to think about gratitude, or I need you to think, well, that's not going to happen. You can't do those things. So why don't we start all of us today, going into the gym or tomorrow? Or even if you're out on your walk right now. And first, bring yourself into the present moment. Bring yourself into consciousness, right? Because consciousness ultimately is the 
a doorway to change. We want to make change in our life in any way. And I think I encourage us all to want to make change. If you're saying, oh, I'm happy with my life right now, I encourage you to explore that because uh, there's a lot of, you know, ultimately, if you're not growing, you're dying scenario, which I'm a big believer in. And there should be an exploration, a curiosity of growth and contribution. So bring yourself into the present moment by just paying attention to your breath, slowing yourself down. And listening, listening to what's happening in the world around you. And then maybe listening to what's happening inside your heart or inside your body. And now that awareness can start to be directed. And let's say I'm training my biceps today. I can direct that consciousness into my biceps. And I know this sounds like a pretty superficial direction for consciousness, but it's still a really great way to train your mind. It's a great way to train focus, which I think is a superpower in modern society. It's a great way to ultimately start exploring how I can be single-mindedly focused on the present moment, whether I'm thinking about my bicep or my breath or my squat or uh, I don't know, the sweat running down my back. It's all just the ability to block out, for lack of a better term, the rest of the world and single-mindedly be present in this feeling and this emotion and start to explore it. Rather than being afraid of it, I can start exploring it. I can sit in it and I can realize other things are going to come up. But I'm developing my focus right now and I'm going to see those other things and I'm going to acknowledge them. I'm going to realize they're just something that exists in consciousness. They're not a reality, right? Our entire reality only exists in consciousness. It's a construct of our brain. Without our brain, without our senses, these things can't exist because they're being perceived by our brain and by our senses. So that ultimately is consciousness, maybe. We could certainly go into a long esoteric conversation about that, which we will not because we're talking about muscle. But interestingly, whatever you're doing, I suggest slowing down. I suggest connecting with your breath, connecting with your muscle, maybe closing your eyes and saying, what does this feel like? Not what does this look like? What does it feel like? And say, am I challenging my muscle? Or am I mindlessly doing something? So within challenge exists growth. Within mindlessness exists perpetuating the same reality you've been creating to this moment, right? So if you want to create a, a life ultimately outside of the gym that is focused and mindful and present and ultimately intentionally seeking challenge because you realize you're strong enough, you're the type of person who can seek challenge and overcome it. Start that with the smallest incremental progression and something as trivial as ultimately a bicep curl or a pec exercise or a lat exercise. Can I feel this thing? And can I intentionally go deeper and deeper and deeper into making it harder and making it more challenging and making it more uncomfortable because it's starting to burn and I feel the burn building up. And rather than just stopping and being afraid of it, I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to have the courage to go explore this thing. And every time I do that, I get better. And I anchor this consciousness that intentionally seeks obstacles and wins. 
and gets a reward and goes, hell yeah, I did a really good job on that. I went further today than I've ever gone before. And now we're developing a brain that is ultimately dopamine driven. We're developing our reward circuits, moving toward reward ultimately, but toward obstacles and seeing the reward that exists in the obstacles. Now, when we're in life and something hard comes up, rather than feeling anxious or overwhelmed or inadequate, or I can't do this, we just go, okay, I'm not sure how long it's going to take. I don't know if I'm going to not accomplish it the first time, but I'll never give up. You know, people ask me uh, recently, what's my superpower? I, I don't know what it is, but I think that's it. If I was to suggest one thing that was a superpower for me during my career, I just didn't give up. I might fail. I might fall short, but I'm not going to stop. Right? Other people might beat me, but we keep going. And it's not a competition against anyone else. It's a competition against my best self. Right? Can I pursue something deeper? Can I realize that all the strength that exists in the entire world is already inside of me? I don't exercise to be stronger. I exercise to reveal to myself how strong I already am. It's important lessons in exercise, and I hope every one of us can start to explore them on a consistent basis. And what you guys are going to notice in coming months and years, as well as teaching the exercise process and having people start to understand mechanics and forces and resistance profiles and, and levers and all these great things that are uh, overlooked in exercise, which sound complex, but are incredibly easy when you actually look at them. I also want to introduce to you my incredible, loyal audience and tribe and, and group of friends and uh, associates. Thank you. But I also want to introduce to you the opportunity that exists in everything you do to develop virtue, to become a virtuous human being. And let's explore this. There's a few virtues that I wrote down and, and you guys can, can develop your own list, but here's mine. Discipline. If I said the word bodybuilding, do you associate discipline do you associate confidence? Most people would say no. Most people would say no, I associate egocentricity. And you're probably right. But the reason is most people in bodybuilding, at least, and I'm going to put lowercase bodybuilding in modern, call it modern bodybuilding, are egocentrically driven to accomplish the end result. I want to look a certain way. I want to get a certain amount of likes. I want to win a $7 trophy. Whereas... Maybe it should be, I'm going to explore the challenge that exists in today's workout, in this moment, so that I can become a better person, so that I know I'm confident enough when anything challenging in life comes up, I don't stop. I could do anything. And that's literally my belief. And I hope every one of you realizes that too. And if you don't already, it's okay. But start exploring it within everything you do. And celebrating your small, small incremental progression toward improving your character. Because that exists in everything you do. So moving along, other bodybuilding virtues. And again, this, this may or may not be your technical definition of virtue, but I'm going to throw it out there anyways. Intentionally seeking obstacles. That's something – now there's, there's controversy in that. But intentionally – rather than intentionally seeking them, maybe not avoiding them. Right? When I see something in front of me that's hard – and a bigger, stronger, better version of myself, quote unquote, better version of myself exists on the other side of that obstacle. And that doesn't happen by going around. If an obstacle is in front of me and I'm not strong enough to lift it yet, 
I'm going to lean in. I'm going to stand there until I can. I'm going to be uncomfortable. I'm going to stay with it. I'm going to develop myself. And I have the greatest amount of respect for any human being who is exceptional at anything. And I don't think any of that is God-given talent. I'll never blow it off and say, oh, you're, you're gifted. Well, of course, some people are gifted, but they still have to work their ass off. And this is why bodybuilding frustrates me, right? Because when we walk up and we see Mr. Olympia standing on stage, what's the first thing we say? Most people don't go, wow, he's got the most incredible body on the entire planet. Seven billion people, that's the number one body on the planet. They say, uh, small calves. Uh, his back's kind of small. Eyes uh, a little bit soft. What the are you talking about? <laughs> like, it's unbelievable to me. The human critical eye goes directly to all the things they don't have. I've always started celebrating who they are and what they've become and how far they've, they've existed. Because if you've ever done a bodybuilding diet or a contest diet, you know, and if you've done it correctly, you know, it's probably one of the single hardest endeavors on the entire planet, physically and mentally. If you've got to what I'll call subhuman levels of body fat, you will know it's certainly one of the most challenging mental endeavors most people will ever endure or anyone will ever endure. Obviously, I, I won't put that against things that like Navy SEALs and, and Army people or, or military people where your life is in danger, nor maybe competitive with uh, people doing you know, Ironman triathlons. But I would encourage you to explore the reality that an Ironman triathlon is, yes, it's a day. It's certainly the most treacherous day of your life. But trying to do that, like James Lawrence did, a previous guest of the show, you know, every single day over and over while your body's depleted and your sleep is crap and you feel terrible, but you get up and you do it again and you, and you keep a big smile on your face and you keep trudging forward. You're like, hell yeah. Somebody else throw something on my back because I can carry that shit too. Throw it on. I will not stop. I will endure this discomfort. I will keep going and going and going and going. And I will appreciate this challenge. I will put a smile on my face knowing that I'm becoming stronger. And I know that there's no one else in the world willing to do what I'm doing right now. That's powerful. Developing your power, right? Rather than giving it away and going, oh, it's so hard. I'm so weak. No. Harness your power, take your power in, celebrate your victories, celebrate your discipline, celebrate your challenges. So additional virtues that can be built within bodybuilding. Absolutely, I'm sure no one would argue with persistence, focus, overcoming fear. Anyone who's, who's competed at a high level in anything knows fear is a very big reality. And, and the people who cannot hesitate will become the greatest leaders, will become the greatest athletes. So if I step up to a bar to lift it and I hesitate, I lose. So I have to have done that or something in that realm enough times where I don't even flinch. I just know that I'm going to do it. I just know that I'm going to do it. There's no doubt in my mind that I'm going to finish this. I just go. And that's where confidence is developed. We don't hesitate. Patience is one that I think is interesting. And I think it's, it certainly can be developed in bodybuilding if you intentionally curate it. So if we want to have everything now, we want to have immediate gratification now, well, you're not going to have patience, are you? But when I started out to become a professional bodybuilder, I was 17 years old. I picked up the cover of magazine. Actually, I picked that up. I first met Flex when I was 15 and I was like, ugh, it's disgusting. <laughs> um, I don't ever want to look like that. 
and this progressive desensitization. And when I, when I started quote unquote bodybuilding, I had a commitment of 10 years. I actually had longer than a 10 year plan, but I had a 10 year plan that said, this is where I'm going to be when I'm 24. This is where I'm going to be when I'm 26. This is where I'm going to be when I'm 30. I wasn't looking at what can I do to get a bunch of likes on Instagram today? It's ludicrous to me. And I think this is why bodybuilding in and of itself is falling out of favor with all the old school bodybuilders for sure, but also anyone new to the sport because they, they're like, gosh, this is so shallow and superficial. Yes, because it is. But I don't think it's the fault of bodybuilding itself. And bodybuilding is getting this bad name. And I want to encourage us all to realize that if you exercise, period, if you're trying to develop a virtuous mentality, period, you are building your body. So the stigma we have around bodybuilding being this, this egocentric you know, uh, community of mindless monkeys is, yes, being perpetuated, but also not accurate. So let's all explore that. All right, what else can we develop in bodybuilding? How about fortitude? How about just inner strength? How about self-control or temperance, as the Stokes would call it? Absolutely. No one would argue that. How about courage? The courage to do another day, the courage to keep going, the courage to get up when you're tired, the courage to face your insecurities, the courage to bear it all ultimately, right? And I'm not even talking about bodybuilding from a perspective of being competitive. I'm just talking about this like long-term vision of who am I going to be one year, five years, 10 years from now, which could ultimately parallel business. It could ultimately parallel personal development. It could also ultimately parallel relationships. I may suck at this now, but I'm not going to stop until I get it right. And I'm going to do whatever is necessary, regardless of how tempting it is for me to go over there and be promiscuous or go over there and eat the Snickers bar. Nobody's going to know or the donut or miss the cardio or not do the reps or maybe I'm going to go to bed late or maybe I'm going to have a little bit of alcohol or some drugs or something like that. Well, the, the reality is nobody will know. You're absolutely right. But who does know? The single most important person in the world. There's only one that matters. It's you. And you're giving up your virtue, right? You're, you're, you're being vicious, ultimately. You're, la- you're living in vice. And again, it's not the end of the world if we do it once, right? It's the, the one bite of the Snickers bar or the one piece of cake is never the issue. It's the habits you develop in the process. So exploring, why am I doing this? Is this developing my virtuous self? And if not, ultimately that that would be giving away your power too. And if not, why don't I retain my power? Why don't I keep this inside and build this power up so that I'm so strong that I have enough strength for two? And why does that matter? Why do I want enough strength for two? Because I want to be able to show up for my clients for myself, for my spouse, for my family, for my tribe, for everyone. I want to be able to show up for strength with strength and energy for two. Right? That's power, keeping your power inside, living a powerful life. And that power is not, don't mistake that from like, I'm going to crush people power. It's like, no, knowing that I'm strong enough to do whatever is presented in front of me. I'll name through a few more virtues that come to mind. Respect is something that you can absolutely develop. And what's the most important type of respect? Self-respect. How about responsibility? Would you guys like to develop responsibility? The ability to be responsible for yourself, 
for your actions and ultimately integrity and say like, hey, yes, I'm going to do this and actually do it. Hmm, interesting. How about love? How about self-love? How about love for others? How about love for self? Like so love for your body, love for what your body shows up with every single day. Uh, bodybuilding will help goal-oriented behavior. And maybe if done correctly, here's a little flip for you. Maybe if done correctly, maybe bodybuilding could develop modesty. What? Man, modesty. Come on. It's the most egocentric thing in the world. Potentially. But what if you just see yourself on a journey like everybody else? You're just trying to get better. You're just at a different point of the ascension of your mountain than everybody else. You know, I may have been on this mountain for 20 years. You may be on two years, but we're both on the same mountain, or maybe we're both on a different mountain, but we're both climbing the mountain, and we're both going to face obstacles, and we're both ultimately going to end up at the same place. Both come from the same place, and we both end up at the same place. No one is better than the next. Maybe because of that, it allows us to be a little bit humble. Exploring humility is a very interesting thought processor. It's a very interesting thought for me, particularly, um, you know, it, it, am I humble or is my ego, egocentricity hell, uh, maybe encouraging me or pushing me down this path of like, Hey, let's help some people. Is that an altruistic or, or an egocentric drive? <laughs> it's an interesting conversation to have with people that are smarter than me. Anyways, guys, so here's what I'm going to encourage you to do. I'm going to encourage you no matter what you're doing, let's, let's walk you down a path. I want you to uh, first become present in the moment and that, that exists in your breath and in becoming present in your body. So whether you're walking or driving, if you're driving, you're sitting in a car, pay attention to the way your butt feels against the seat and your back feels against the, the chair and your hands feel against the steering wheel. Just zero in on it. Don't zero in too hard because we want you to focus on the road. But just become present in your body and think, feel the muscle tone, feel the amount of tension in your muscles. See if you can, like a dimmer switch, just turn it down a little bit and allow the blood to flow freely, particularly your face and your neck and your, your throat, maybe your hands. Feel the blood flowing, feel the energy flowing through there. That's becoming present in the moment. You just became present in this moment. Now, the next time you're doing something physically active, whether it be at the gym, do that again. Start there and then maybe start exploring. What does it feel like to use my muscles to move me into places? Just like if I'm walking, right? If I'm walking, I can feel my foot hit the floor. I can push with the musculature of my foot. I can feel my glutes contract in the back. I can feel my spine rotate and twist. I can feel my arms swing and I can really zero in on those feelings. Turn exercise into that, into this beautiful synergy of breathing, moving, and meditating. You guys have heard me talk about breathe, walk, and meditate, but maybe it's just breathe, move, and meditate, right? Anything I do that involves movement allows me this opportunity to sync my breath with my movement and my mind and go exploring, developing the most virtuous version of yourself. If this topic interests anybody, maybe as much as it does me, I would encourage you to reach out and uh, maybe so you can leave us a review on iTunes. You could send me a message on, on Instagram um, and let's all share our thoughts our um, feelings, 
on this topic. And if anyone wants to contribute some articles or some deeper thoughts, if you're a good writer or a video, please contribute. This is something that I'm planning on getting behind pretty extensively over the next few years. I think this is this is my path, right? It's not only teaching you intelligent exercise, but teaching you uh, virtuous bodybuilding. I know it sounds ironic, but that's it. It's like how to become a virtuous human through challenging yourself, through challenging your body, through challenging your mind. And I'm super, super excited about this. And I hope you guys are too. This is just my diatribe for the week after spending a few weeks kind of off the radar. You guys have probably not seen me on social media. Just spending a lot of time with my children, spending a lot of time by myself, exploring what and why and how and have so many great conversations with people that are going to change the world. And to each and every one of you, uh, thank you. And to each and every one of you who are listening, thank you for opening your mind, opening your heart, leading from the front. And I encourage each and every one of you to live your life to the fullest. Lift others up and ultimately show up confidently knowing that you are an amazing, amazing human. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor for today. Um, Bubs Naturals has been a product that I've been using for a long time. And I think their mission is um, so powerful, right? And, and you know, if you guys don't know the story behind Bub, it's actually pretty incredible. He was a military veteran and um, from what I know, an adventurous soul. And for a couple of his friends to create a company in his honor tells you so much about his character. And in Bub's honor, every day, every purchase, um, Bub's is going to give back a significant percentage of their profits to charity. This is not common. This tells you uh, a lot about this company. I've had the incredible pleasure of talking to Sean, who's the uh, CEO. And uh, I really like this guy. I mean, I really like this human being. And I think my job in life is to collaborate with uh, altruistic uh, driven people who are aiming to be heroes in their community and lift others up and uh, and love people. So thank you to Sean. Thank you to Bubs for sponsoring the podcast. And you guys can all head over to bubsnaturals.com. Use the code Ben for 20% off. And guys, I want to let you know in on a little secret. The podcasts that we have coming in coming weeks are going to be exceptional. Absolutely um, invigorating to me to be able to connect with people who are so committed and so passionate about what they're doing. And uh, I encourage you to come back. One more shout out to Bubs. Use the code BEN, B-E-N, 20% off. Have an amazing day. Thank you for being here. I appreciate your time. I never take it for granted. And thank you for your patience as I took a couple of weeks to myself with my family and my loved ones. And uh, I really look forward to hearing from you and whether or not you like this message. Live your greatest life in a body that you love. Thank you so much for tuning in to Muscle Intelligence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with at least one person you know. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. 
This podcast is for information purposes only. The statements and views on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Ben Pikulski and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements or advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.